beautiful people. Welcome to your podcast, my podcast, our podcast, Jesus and Sobriety. It is such a privilege and an honor and a pleasure to be sitting in front of this beautiful, beautiful woman who I love so dearly. Um, and so we're going to be interviewing her today. I'm going to let her introduce herself to you in one second. Um, so with this podcast, we're going to be talking to people who are sober, people who want to get sober. Um, we're going to talk about uh, how you can still have fun being sober, um, the struggle of drinking, of smoking, uh, depression, all of that good stuff. We're going to talk about all of that and we're going to keep it 100. So uh, without further ado, I would like to introduce to you this beautiful woman. So could you introduce yourself? <laughs> I'm Darnella. Darnella. Hey, Nella. We actually grew up together. Together, She is very dear to my heart. So before we start, I want to um, just say this Bible verse that is that was on my heart. But I also want to say, so when you're about to do something for God, I feel like, to be honest, I feel like you have to be mindful because the devil is going to try to attack you. Right before I uh, came here to meet with Darnella, I knew it. It popped in my head. I was like, the devil is going to try something because I'm about to go before the Lord and just do something for God. And I just got this very, very disturbing text message. And instead of feeding into it or anything, I prayed about it. And I prayed that horrible feeling right out. And I was just like, God, have your way. It's not about me. Your will be done. And I had to, and sometimes you got to let the devil know, like, yo, you got to get behind me. You're not victorious. You're not going to win. And I had to like, let him know. But I wanted to, um, say this uh, Bible verse, which is 1 Peter 5, 8, that I got from the ESV version um, of the Bible. It says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring, roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Mm. That is definitely the enemy. He is, and I feel like people think that the devil just came around when you became an adult. The devil, he knows you. He's been around since you was a kid. He's been watching you. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your, your struggle. He knows all of that. So just be mindful and be sober-minded mind, mind, and be uh, watchful. Um, so, Nella, let's jump into you. Mm -hmm. All right. So could you just tell us first and foremost where you grew up and if you came from a sober household? I grew up in two neighborhoods, um, one over on like 23rd and Montgomery and the other being this area, 9th and Oxford. No, I didn't come from a sober household. I had two parents that were, I don't want to say addicts, but yeah, one is the addict and one is a functional addict. Okay. Yeah, true. Um, do you mind telling me a little bit about your story? Like even from like your childhood up into adulthood, maybe even the first time you ever tried a substance or anything like that. Um, well, first, uh, I smoked weed. At a very young age, I had no <laughs> business smoking weed. Mm -hmm. um, How old were you, if you like, or give me an estimate? Uh, maybe like 12 or 13 when I first tried it. Okay. Uh, when I got serious about smoking, yeah, I was like 14, maybe 15. Okay. And it went from a every weekend thing to every day. Right. Multiple times a day. Right. And all the time. Right. So, so can you tell me, like, so your first, first time smoking, like, was you with, like, some friends? Were you? I was actually with some family members. It was ex 
the question was, what did you want to do for your birthday? At the time, when I was young, I hung around older people. So mm -hmm. people that I was hanging around was already smoking weed. Right. I wanted to know, why are they acting like that? Why are <laughs> they so silly? And, you know, I wanted to know. I knew it wasn't a bad drug, but I wanted to know what was it. Mm -hmm. So my cousin asked me, what did I want to do for my birthday? I said, I want to smoke a blunt. <laughs> Oh, and we didn't know nothing about smoking, <laughs> but we smoked. And I don't know if I got high that day or not, but you smoked. Yeah, I smoked. Yeah. Do you remember? Like, was it fun? Was it? It was a lot of it. Calming? It was a. It was a. It was a couple of us. I'm not sure if I did it right because I didn't know you had to inhale. Okay. So I was kind of like smoking it like you would smoke a cigarette. I don't even smoke, so I don't even know. Like, just, you know, <laughs> just take a puff, blow it out, inhale, exhale. Like, okay. I didn't know you had it, like, really, you know, breathe it in. Got you. Okay. So, I don't know if I was high. Okay. I might have wasted my money. You stupid. So, maybe it was a birthday gift, because you said your cousin. Yeah, it was my birthday. <laughs> so, sure. maybe you ain't wasted your money. No, I'm joking. You wasted your money. <laughs> um, so, can you tell me, like, about your childhood growing up? So, you got serious, you said, about smoking around, like, 14. So, what, what trigger did it go from being you know like something recreational here and there to being something that you became serious about like oh this is a part of my life now i believe when you hang around certain people mm -hmm. you pick up some habits maybe you're not supposed to okay and i believe with me that's what happened okay so, so nobody made me smoke mm -hmm. but because I hung around people that did smoke, I didn't feel like it was a bad thing. Okay. It was like the norm. Yeah. Okay. Because everybody around Everybody was, was smoking. It. Do you feel like maybe everybody was act? Did you like the... Did you see... So when people around you were smoking, the way that they acted after they smoked, did you see a difference been with them being sober and then them being high? And then also, I guess, did you think the high them looked cool in a sense? Oh, well... Oh, I don't really know. That was so long ago. Okay. What about now then? Um, now? As a mom, I have a total different mindset. Right. I don't I don't think kids should smoke. It's not a good thing. So, okay. All right. So, tell me a little bit more about your story. So, you was 14, you were smoking. Tell us about Darnella. Let us get to know Nella. Hmm. What exactly do you want to know? Um, so just so you know what we grew up together, right? We used to be very, very tight as kids, and growing up, we always hung out together and all of that, and it was always all love. But I feel like I don't know your story. Like I didn't grow up in the same household as you. I literally probably lived ten steps from you, but I don't feel like I know your story. So, um, how was your household? How was? Your, your other friends that you hung out with. Like, I know we went to school together, but then we ended up separating. You went with a different group of friends that I went with. Like, we just... Yeah. I... Yeah, I totally went a different route. I've... I don't want to use the word... Um, rebellious. Mm -hmm. But I think that's that's what I was. I was rebellious to everything that was being told to me, basically the right things to do. I was doing all the wrong things. Is there like a reason why? Like did something happen to you? I don't you? know. For some reason, I just, I don't know why I always take the wrong road before I take the right one. Mm -hmm. And that's all the time. 
Okay. You still feel that way? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Do you feel like maybe, um, maybe, um, what do you call it? Uh, marijuana play a role in it? Like you being rebellious? Sorry, y'all. Um, I don't know. Because they say it doesn't, you know, bother your brain, but I believe it does. It definitely is a a, a moody drug, okay. even though people don't want to admit that it's a drug. Mm-hmm. It is, depending on yeah, depending on you, because there's some days I can be, well, I have been high and I'm okay, and then there's some days where. I've been high, not okay. Mm-hmm. So, it's, is it I, a reason you do it? Like, is it just? I at first, mm-hmm. I felt like it was a reason. Then, as time progressed, I just felt like you just do it just because. Mm-hmm. Like you just smoking just because. I don't have to smoke weed. I never really had to. I just, I just did it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't really quite understand the why yet. Okay. Do you feel so? Sometimes, so we live in these paradigms or we live our lives a certain way and it's routine. So every day you get up, you go wash up, you brush your teeth. So do you feel like maybe smoking is just a part of your routine now? Like it's just embedded in you? You could say that. You could say that, but not every day. Not every day. Is it very costly? Depending on how high you're trying to get. (laughs) I cannot (laughs) Um. There's times when I've smoked two blunts a day, and there's other times when I've maybe smoked ten in a day. Mm-hmm. It it all depends. Yeah. Because if if I'm by myself, mm-hmm. of, of course I consume less. But when around a group of people, when that's all that's going on, mm-hmm. yeah, of course more weed smoke is is going to be consumed than what you would do alone. Okay. Do you feel like uh, you want to like? just be done with marijuana for forever. Like, weed, bye, ever, never again. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. I want to see what it's like to have a sober mind. I don't yeah. know what it's like to have a sober mind. Yeah. Like, I don't know what 30 days of marijuana-free yeah. feels like. I don't right. I don't know that feeling. Yeah. So... So, yeah, it's definitely something that, you know. Did you try it before? I've tried it. Yeah. I've tried it. And I've went, you know, some days. But then I'll notice that after a certain number of days, my mood mm-hmm. is beginning to change. And yeah. it's probably because I'm going through withdrawal. Right. You got to be able to kick that and just push yeah, through that Yeah, you really part. have to be strong to fight something that you're trying to get over. And yeah. that ain't just talking about drugs right that's period right well do you feel like maybe you you smoke because you masking a whole bunch of stuff like that you haven't dealt with or you don't want to feel or your reality like i don't want to be in reality right now like not reality that, but mm, you yeah, make you know. valid points you make valid points i'm not i don't know yeah So, like, do anybody you know? Um, like Everybody you? I be around smokes weed. I don't have not one friend that doesn't smoke weed. Well, Hold you, up. You. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, all we my, don't be around each other like All that. my other oh. friends, and see, that's that just told us a lot. And that's that's probably where we drifted apart because we don't do the, we don't do the same thing. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think our child, well, when we were in school, we were just really different, too. Like, yeah. I was what y'all called a weirdo, too. I was going <laughs> to say, you a weirdo. <laughs> I was a weirdo, right? You a weirdo, but I, but not a weirdo, weirdo. And I was one of those that you know I got to be with the the popular kids. Yeah, the more the in crowd yeah. in that sense. But I mean, to me, I was with the popular kids, the popular weirdos. <laughs> Whatever. I played. I was basketball, yeah, and volleyball, and yeah, into poetry. What would y'all call weird? I guess not like us. Yeah, but but just like y'all. You know, because I feel like even with struggling with any type of substance or alcohol or addiction, like it has no discrimination. So we all struggle with something, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I struggled myself. And even though it wasn't marijuana, I got to a point where I was like, oh, man, I had a bad day at work. I need to go get a drink. Oh, day, I had a really good day at work. I need to go get a drink at the work. Or... Like I, just was, finding reasons to drink. To drink, right? And and so until it got to a point where I was just like struggling, like I gotta be able to put this down. Be and 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 I feel like you have something that that is fun at first and it's cool and you kind of controlling it, but then it it twists on you, mm -hmm. and then it's it's controlling, controlling you. you, and then that's when you know, uh oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. It's controlling me. Like I don't have a choice to to drink this or not, or I don't have a choice to smoke this or not. Like I kinda have to. Like my brain is telling me I have to. And so then you know you got a problem. Um so yeah. It's real out here. But it's people out here really struggling, people out here who really are scared, people hiding and struggling, people out in the open and struggling. Um so Hopefully and prayfully, like people coming to talk on this podcast, especially young folk like ourselves, will be able to like help people. Like you're not the only one out here struggling, sis. Come talk to me. Maybe some of your friends that you smoke with, I don't know if you already talked about this with them, but maybe they want to be sober too. Maybe they want to know what 30 days of sobriety feels like. Like I wish I could get past that hump. You know, you might accomplish more. You you know what I mean? So and it yeah, feels I feel good. Like I smoked my life away. And you got the rest of your life, and I feel like. Even with whatever happened in the past. And that's why God is so amazing. Like, he forgives you for everything you already done. The hard thing is forgiving ourselves sometimes. Or even people we hurt. Like, them forgiving us. And knowing that we hurt people was like a horrible thing too. Like, dang, I smoked too much. And I missed my kids' recital or something. Like, that probably is going to be something that they, they carry for a while. Or it might be something they won't carry for a while. But... Yeah, hurting other people, hurting yourself is really hard, but God forgives and we have to learn to forgive ourselves in order for us to, I believe, move forward um, with a healthy, healthy life. Is there anything else you'd like to share as far as like your story? I feel like you still ain't tell us your story. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's like, what, it, what is it that you exactly want to know? So you had your first kid. We were, what, 17. 17 years old. But I was pregnant at 16. You was pregnant at 16. How was that experience for you? Mm. Um, Challenging. Yeah. I was a young mom, a young single mom. Right. And only had my family. Mm -hmm. That's all I had was my family. 
and still to this day. Right. That's all I got is my family. You have a really good support system. Yeah, I, I do. Will definitely. Um, I say can, that. I can say that even though I give them the hardest time. Mm-hmm. They are always there for me. Yeah. You have a really, really good support system. Well, my kids right there. And so, um, so you had your kid. You also had to stop going to school, right? That was more like a choice. Okay. It wasn't more so that I had to. Mm-hmm. It was just something that I did. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know why I did that. That was just, out. that was dumb. Yeah, okay. But you ended up getting your... Um, yeah, I went diploma. back and got my GED. Right. Kudos. Go through. Um, you know, in 2013, mm-hmm. that was um, a little different for me because I did attempt to go back to school, but I mm-hmm. felt like me being, how old was I in 2013? Like know. 24. <laughs> yeah, like 24 or something. Yeah, however old, but sitting in a sitting in a class with teenagers just was not going to get it for me. Yeah. It felt like, high, it was like, high, even though it was high school, night high school, I still felt like I was, the daytime high school was, was still going on. Yeah. I couldn't deal with it. So I decided I was not going to do that. My principal was very happy that he had seen me come back to get my diploma. Yeah, Mr. Johnson was that boy. But then I said, no, that's that's not for me. I went and did it the easy way. And, you know, less than 90 days, I was getting my GED. But mm-hmm. I wish I would have stayed in school and followed through with what I was supposed to do in school. Right. And then I know you had your second child. How old were you? At 21. You okay, 21. And so you had two young ones. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like... Um, like, how... Like, was that really... I love my kids dearly. Yeah, girl, I know that. And, um... But if I knew then what I know now, I probably would have waited to have kids. Okay. Or pick better fathers. Well, if you pick better fathers, you wouldn't have the same kids. So, nah, your kids are bomb. I love your kids. They are the best. Um, that's good. So, you had both kids. You went, you, you went back. You got your... Um, GED after that and so like what are you doing now what are your goals now like what are you into now or what are you my, trying to do or what do you my have goals I have a lot of things that I want to do mm-hmm. um I don't I don't really want to talk about my moves I rather just do them yeah do them and put it out there I don't want to really talk about it because people put on your downfall I don't want to buy wishing no bad over nothing I got going on so Right. I don't really want to discuss that, but I do got some positive things in the works. Yes, I'm here for positivity. Um, do you feel like you'll be able to accomplish them while still like smoking, or do you feel like I definitely feel like the route that I'm trying to go, I would have to I would have to cut that out. Okay, I wouldn't because it's it's that's just it's just not going to work. Mm mm. Um, okay. Now, do you have a plan or like some type of resources to help you get sober? Like, you know, this is a goal I have. Like, I want to be sober. Mm-hmm. Like, what resources I'm trying on, I'm trying uh, on my own. I continue to try on my own. Now, have you tried on your I own before? I don't think I need to go 
to like rehab or anything mm -hmm. because I know if I can do five days, I can do 10 days. Like, mm -hmm. it's just, I believe it's all in your head. Okay. Well, it's different. Like, it's a whole bunch of different means of being sober. Like, you don't have to go to a rehab, but it's other, it's other resources out there. It's other, I even know like, um, they have like certain meetings you could do online. They have phone meetings now. So instead of you going to an actual facility, you can have like a meeting on the phone and hear other people's stories. And, oh, you know, know like, that. yeah, they got like a whole bunch of different stuff out here now. Um, and so is that, like, yeah, so you don't struggle with like anything else for like the most part, your thing is just marijuana. Oh, I have a couple issues. Okay. Not as far as like drugs or anything. Right, right, but, right. Okay. Yeah. I was depressed a couple months ago. Okay. You want to talk but about that? But is that for now? Sure. Let's talk about it. Uh, yeah, I feel like I had lost myself. Mm -hmm. So where I'm at now, I'm trying to figure out who Darnella is at 30. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out who I am. Sad to say. Why? Why is that sad? Because I feel like at this point in life, I should already know that. Or at least have a sense of idea who I am. Mm -hmm. When asked that question, I don't know what to say. Right. I feel like we constantly are, you know, evolving and growing and changing, right? So the Myra I am now is not the same Myra I was five years ago. It's not even the same Myra I was a year ago, to be honest. So if you ask me who I was a year ago, my answer would be totally different than who I am now. So, and then I feel like, also, our belief plays a role in our identity. Like, I feel like I found my identity in Christ for me. And so um, I think that that also plays a role. But you, you, I feel like you um, even having that question for yourself is really good. Like a good starting point. Like, who am I? How can I get to know me? And I think the journey of sobriety will definitely help you get to figure that stuff out. Because like you was talking about, like having a clear mind, that's important in order for you to feel like, to feel stuff. And to be able to like push through stuff and know who you are. Because if you don't go through stuff, then you really don't know who you are in a sense. Like you constantly numbing it or ignoring it. So, but that's good stuff. I'm happy you, you, you choosing to, to try to change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I want to, I want to, I want to be better. Yeah. I don't want to be the same person that everybody knows me to be. Right. That's cool. I mean, you're a good, great person, Ella. Don't think that since you oh, I know smoke, that. I just oh, well, you know, excuse me. I just me. have some, you know, some like everybody, you some, you know. Girl, I got some character defects, and I'm just like God. Help got me some things I got to work on. Yeah, so I definitely get that. I understand. Um, I will say this: what I think is amazing. Um, I recently um, went out to dinner with my sisters, and my biological mom was. Uh, an alcoholic and a drug addict. And I felt like, I was actually talking to my mentor about this. I was like, I feel bad that, you know, was I not enough? Like why my mom ain't get sober for me, you know, or, or any of her kids. And I talked to my sister and she was like, no, uh, Faye tried to get sober once. That's my mom's name. She was like, Faye tried to get sober once. Um, she had like 40 days or whatever. And I was like, it, it changed my whole outlook on her like wow thank you for that mom even though she's no longer here bless our soul thank you for that because 
I know how hard it is to get one day of sobriety. So for you to get 40 days shows so much. It says so much about you. Like you tried. Yeah, and it's really, really, really hard. Especially something you dealt with for years of your life. To try to kick it is really hard. And so it's something that in society is glorified. Like if I, I tell people I'm not drinking when I go out, I'm like, oh, I'm good. You know, I'm not drinking. Why not? For my birthday, I went to Puerto Rico. And um, the bartender kept um, going over to order food. And she like, um, I got my birthday sash on. And she's just like, oh, it's your birthday. Free drink on me. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't drink. Why don't you drink? Drink. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, no, nah, I don't want nothing to drink. But yeah, society has pretty much made it cool <laughs> to pretty much like poison your body. Right. Exactly. I'm putting a poison, a chemical yeah. in my body and you vomiting and stuff when you, you drinking too much and all that, your body is rejecting it. And it's like, I'm not cool. And it's everywhere. It's in T. I I watched um, with my son. I watched, what's that movie with the little, with Coco or something like that? It's a Disney movie. And, and the, the, it's like the skeletons and you go, they go back to the dead or anyway, in the movie, it's a kid's movie. They toasting and taking shots back, you know, like at the, yeah, exactly. Anyway. And so I'm like, it's everywhere. Every TV show I watch is drinking. Oh, I need a glass of wine. It's every single where every event I go to bring a bottle or, you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. everywhere and it's glorified. So I'm not cool if I'm, excuse me. I'm not cool if I don't drink in a sense or people and, and it looks like you can't have fun if you don't have a drink or you don't if you're not smoking. And that's not true. It's not. Think about well for me. I think about my childhood and I'm like I had the most fun and I wasn't drinking or smoking or doing any of that. And so that's not necessarily true but it's pushed in our head through media and society and all this stuff. But um that I was really happy to see that my mom did 40 days of of sobriety. And I know how hard it is for a person to get one day. The struggle was really real. Um, so I thank you for that. I would like to ask you if there are any um, like Bible verses or quotes or something that you really, really like that you would like to say. Like a quote. It could be a meme from Instagram that you really dig. <laughs> I love the um, nothing formed against me shall prosper. Okay. I love that. Yes. Nothing formed against me shall prosper. That's good, good news. That is true. Um, and lastly, do you have any questions for me? What did you do to get sober? How was that journey? Oh. Um, so for me to get sober, my, the, uh, look at me, don't stutter. <laughs> I got to a point where I really knew one, that I was dependent on um, not feeling a certain way. So I was like, I needed to drink where I was rewarding myself with it. I'm like, this is too much. It's going too far. And I found myself on the floor in my son's room crying and praying to God on my knees. And I was like, God, pull me out of this. I can't be here no more. I need you. I was just praying and crying. And I was like, I want to be dependent upon you. And, um, yeah, ever since then, um, yeah. So I, and, and then I said, and I went into the rooms and then I got like some really good sober friends. So I have a group text message, which if you want to get on and on, that'd be great. It's just, um, people, young people 
our age who are struggling with um, different types of addictions and different types of, um, it could be alcohol or drugs or whatever. And we're all sober and we text each other like daily talking about, um, you know, how bad our days are or if, you know, we've been thinking about a drink or somebody else, somebody else might be like, if I've been drinking about, thinking about smoking. And so like that really helps and we encourage one another. So I have a group of sober friends that I hang out with and, um, yeah. So, and I just been working on myself day by day and I literally, literally, um, have been praying. I pray and then I try to work on my character defects, the things that I struggle with. I literally take this one day at a time. So I don't think about the fact that y'all will be sober the rest of my life. I just literally think about, I'm going to be sober today. What do I have to do to stay sober today? And I stay prayed up. Well, that's, that's the good thing. Because prayer really works. It does. So, would you like um, to give out your social media or anything to the um, listeners out um, there? Darnella's phone been going off this whole time. Um, yeah, because I just got to disturb it. I just got to disturb it. See? Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your I'm, adversary. The devil. Um... My Instagram is ms underscore OCT14. My Facebook is Nella Richardson. That's it, because I'm a little ratchet on everything else. <laughs> you stupid. Yo, y'all can follow me on social media. I only have Instagram right now, but you can follow me at Simply Myra Ann on Instagram. Yeah, that's my name. Why you make that face? I know. I know that's your All name. right, simply Myra and again I'm gonna end with this Bible verse and then we're gonna pray out. The Bible verse that I said earlier was first Peter Peter five eight. Be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Do you mind if I pray out? Okay. Okay. Um, thank you, Father, for today. Thank you for Jesus and sobriety. Thank you for Darnella. I pray God that you be with her right now that you um, allow her to grow nearer to you, Father, that you hug on her, love her, and allow her to see herself the way that you see her. God, I pray that she can get sober, that she can get a day and then another day, and that she depends solely on you, that she pulls, uh, put her will um, totally on you, Father God. I pray, God, that those who are out there struggling right now, that are depressed, that are sick, that are looking for love, Father God, that they come to know you, that they come to be sober, that they come to draw nearer to you, Father God. Those who feel lonely, God, I pray that you give them love, Father God, that you use people to come into their lives to help them. Father God, I pray that um, you just have your way, that we're able to walk and be beacons of light to those who need it, Father God. I pray that um, you just love on Darnella, love on our children, that um, her, her today can be better than her yesterday. I pray that you just have your way. I pray these things in Jesus Christ's precious and holy name. Amen. See y'all when I see y'all. Peace, beautiful people. Say bye. See you guys later. <laughs>